Welcome to the Intentional Abundant Life Podcast. I'm your host, Sasha Star Robertson. Wife, mom blessed by adoption, Jesus freak, wonderluster, overcomer, encourager, and an intentional living coach for moms. If you've stumbled upon this podcast, you're likely a Christian mom who's seeking more peacefully productive days. And what does that mean when we put it together? Well, first and foremost, we're focused on the peace that surpasses understanding and the steadfast loving kindness that comes from our Father in heaven. Next, we're focused on being good stewards of all our gifts and resources that we have been given in this life. And next, we want to be productive members of our family and our home, as well as our community and the kingdom. So if that sounds like you, let's go dig into today's episode of the Intentional Abundant Life Podcast. Hello, sisters, and thank you for joining us on another episode of the Intentional Abundant Life podcast. I'm super excited because today I have a special guest to share with you, and her name is Erica Diaz Castro. She is your Jesus-loving Puerto Rican life coach. Erica is a servant of Christ, wife, and mama of two. She is a life coach for Christian women and host of Her Renewed Strength the podcast. She works by equipping and encouraging Christian women to properly steward their gifts, time, and resources, shift from focusing on the temporal to the eternal, and live aligned with their purpose, identity, and calling in Christ so that you aren't paralyzed by anxiety and can boldly serve his kingdom. So what more of an introduction do you need, Erica? I think we can go ahead and just get started. And if you want to open us up with today's topic, what are we going to talk about? What's up, y'all? Thanks for having me. First of all, Sasha, I'm excited. We hung out the other day and it was like, I don't know how long we were supposed to hang out, but we hung out for a while and it was so good. So I'm happy to be just with you and I'm grateful that your audience is listening. So hey to the listeners and God bless each of you. Uh, Today, we're going to be talking about 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 17 and 18. And, you know, I think the bigger thing about reading from scripture is to allow the Holy Spirit to lead you and show you what it is that the Lord would have you to understand and to receive. So I don't want to provide an anecdote before um, digging into this. I'm going to go ahead and read from my Bible. I have the NIV, and then we can kind of allow the conversation to naturally flow. Cool. Sounds good. Sweet. So hopefully y'all have your Bibles. If you don't, I'll give you like a quick two seconds to do it. One, two, (laughs) and I'm going to go ahead and read from, again, the NIV. So verse 17 starts with, For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary and what is unseen is eternal. Now, I work with women on focusing on the eternal, right? To not focus so much on the temporary, especially because if you suffer from anxiety, um, it's really challenging to focus on the bigger picture. Mm -hmm. And it is very 
very challenging to get out of that moment of feeling overwhelmed and like the circumstances are so large. But when we take a step back and really put into the proper perspective where things fall, eternity is always bigger. Um, and so I just wanted to lead with that because biblical mindset is not something that comes up so frequently, especially in the life coaching space. We know that if you have ever worked with a life coach or if you've ever been marketed to by a life coach, there's a lot of talk about purpose. There's a lot of talk about identity, um, finding your true self, doing all the things for your calling and things like that. And you really have to dig into the definition that person holds for each of those items. Because if you don't understand what they're talking about, then you're going to more than likely be led down a path that you might not have been ready to go down, especially if you're working with a life coach who isn't Christian. True. So I'm sure you've probably run into some circumstances like that as a coach yourself. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's a hard thing to find the coach that's right for you. That really like aligns with your value system and your beliefs. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I almost even want to say it's, it's going to be difficult to find a hundred percent. Right. But we're looking for definitely high nineties with alignment there, but, but yeah, yeah. I hear you completely in that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, even as Christians, you know, everybody kind of subscribes to a different doctrine when you get down to like the second and third tier issues. But, you know, so long as we're united by our core doctrine, we're all still sisters in Christ, right? Amen. So if you're my life, if you're my life coach, say I'm working with you, Sasha, and I'm like, hey, girl, you know, I'm thinking about this and this is how I see myself in the household. And you have a different view. Maybe you're more complementarian and I'm more egalitarian. Like that's not going to divide us. I could still work with you because you still believe in the Holy Trinity that Jesus died and rose again. And that through salvation, I'm going to heaven because I've accepted Christ as my Lord and savior. Like the, the stuff that divides us is so minimal compared to the stuff that unites us. And I think that's a really big thing that we want to keep at the front of our minds when we're working with a service provider. So specifically someone who is um, identifying as a Christian. Yeah, I completely agree there. <clears throat> and I know one of the things that I really do, and I think, I don't know exactly your like co- coaching methodologies necessarily, but like, I really strive to not project my specific opinions, like into the conversation. Like there are so many times that I'm coaching a client. I just have to bite my tongue because my marriage is not their marriage. My relationship with God is not their relationship with God. And so I always like to lead them back to, you need to pray about this. You need to go to scripture about this. You know, you need to talk to your spouse about this and allow them the space and and the power truly to make the decision with God for themselves. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that's really important in coaching too, because, and I think coaching can get to be a confusing arena sometimes because you can hire, at least I've heard this, you can hire a coach who wants to tell you what to do in your Mm -hmm. life. And I, I believe in providing strategy and, you know, application and things like that, but, but it's a very fine line and, and where it's like, are we coaching here? Are we consulting (laughs) really like and even consulting is just offering the recommendation, but you're right. In terms of coaching, if you are going to hire someone who's truly coaching you, there is an aspect to coaching, literally like coaching 101, where you're not providing anecdotes. You're offering opportunities for reflection. You're kind yes. of bringing people back to what will work 
for them. And that's not the same thing as like, this is your truth. We want you to like live your truth. If we're going back to scripture with it, their scripture is the truth. However, your interpretation based on the circumstances of what the Lord is telling you and all the things that work out for your circumstances are going to look different than what worked for someone else. You know, how you raise your kids is going to be different than how someone else has raised their kids, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, I think the, the big thing when you're considering like our role as, as coaches, as Christian coaches, especially is we will ask you, the questions, the right questions. Right. But also the other side of that, that like relationship is recommending that you go back to the one, which is God and, um, worldly coaches won't do that because that's not what, that's not how they get down. They do their, their thing in the way that they're trained to do that. And I was actually trained by a very worldly life coaching certifying, you know, organization that I didn't know was new agey until after that I was out of that. Um, and so I've essentially like turned away from all of my coaching training, except for like basic coaching, which is like, you know, working through things with people versus like offering answers and, and like telling people what to do. So that's that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I totally hear you. And I agree hundred percent. It's asking the right questions and that's allowing people the space to, explore for themselves and like mirroring back to them. Like, do you realize like, this is what you're saying? And so many people I have like, wow, well, when I say it out loud, you know, and it's like, it's just giving them the space to filter through, like, what are their interpretations and what are their perceptions of this circumstance? And then getting underneath that and getting behind that and realigning that to what scripture says. And I know you said you read out of the NIV, this Mm -hmm. passage. And so I have it pulled up here in the ESV Mm -hmm. and I really love, um, both. And I love comparing scripture in the sense, because I feel like it gives like scripture translations, a more robust understanding. Mm -hmm. And, um, mine says in verse 17 for this light momentary affliction is preparing us for an eternal weight of glory beyond Mm -hmm all comparison. And I'm just like, wow. Mm -hmm. And, and you think of who's writing this and, and when he's writing this and Mm -hmm. you just think of all the things that Paul has been through. It's like these light momentary afflictions. And I think so many times we can feel like, man, this is huge. This is the end of everything. And it feels so heavy, Yeah, but in in the sight of eternity, like this is a light momentary affliction and, Mm -hmm. and it truly is preparing us for glory beyond all comparison. Like what can we even compare it to? Nothing because it's beyond all comparison. So I just think this is a a beautiful verse that you've picked out. And I think it's really relevant because I know a lot of people who are going through tough circumstances right now that are producing anxiety that are causing them to, question, like, where are you in this God? Because they just can't see or feel his presence in their circumstances. And especially coming out of, you know, 2020 was this pandemic year that led into 2021. And, and so I think a lot of people are, are struggling and in different circumstances right now, but Erica, I know you went through a lot of struggling circumstances and the way you 
looked at them, your perceptions and interpretation, you know, through those times was such a light to yourself and to others. And would you mind sharing about any one of those circumstances and in your life? So we talked through a few of them the other day, but the, I guess the most recent I'll share because we've all gone through 2020 together Mm -hmm. and we're still going. So go us, go Jesus for keeping us in it. Um, in 2020, my parents and grandparents got COVID and, you know, there were some hospitalizations and my grandfather was already in at that time, a year and a half long fight with a like super aggressive form of lymphoma. Um, and he had gone into remission, but because he got COVID, it came back. I had been diagnosed with lymphoma five years ago now. So in 2016, and I managed it naturally. I was primarily managing my stress a lot more effectively. I had a therapist. I did a lot of journaling and I actually, after having been diagnosed, I quite literally ran after Jesus. I started taking Bible study way more seriously. My prayer life transformed and I started to really seek the presence of the Lord more um, committedly, if that makes sense. And so during that, you know, this time I had my daughter, you know, life goes on, the cancer was getting smaller and I wasn't doing any chemo radiation, anything like that. I was, you know, I was in the fitness world for a really long time. I had nutrition certifications. And so I was just eating well, moving my body and above all my spiritual life was changing for the, for the better of my, of my soul. And in 2020, with all that stress, something else happened, um, with, you know, I was, um, threatened. My personal safety was threatened by someone. I ended up having to go through like a really stressful season for that. And I felt that little lymph node that was left in my neck getting bigger. And by the time I went to get it checked out, I learned that I was pregnant, so I couldn't do anything about it. Um, and by the end of 2020, some weird stuff was happening at that point. I was like seven months pregnant. I was due at the end of February. We were going through all this testing and the Lord's hand was always, always in it. And it was so evident just from like who was rallying around us, what medical team members were starting to become part of the whole story. And long story short, we early delivered. I had my son, um, you know, several weeks early and then Thankfully, I did a successful course of steroids that shrunk the mass a little bit, and it gave me a little extra time to be with him before I started chemo. So I got to nurse him for a month. And from the time I started chemo to the time I actually went into remission, I had before starting chemo, I prayed. I was like, Lord, how long am I going to be in treatment before it works? You know, and I had never watched YouTube videos, um, of like other people going through stuff. Um, I'm not the kind of person that wants to get other people's, um, experiences, like kind of like, and like go see what they've gone through before I go through it. I wasn't like that with pregnancy. I didn't even tell people I was pregnant. Um, I've always been pretty private and like, I want to go through it myself. So I was really just committing everything to the Lord. 
And I remember just seeing one girl's video and it was during that video, she went through a year long treatment course. It was very, uh, the same chemo that I had to go through, which is very aggressive. It makes a lot of people really sick and a lot of like secondary issues come out of that. So I was praying, Lord, what is, what am I going to go through? Like how long before this is done? And not a few seconds later, this number comes to mind. It was a number two. So I was like, is it two months? Like, what is it? So fine. I end up being in my first visit with my doctor and she's like, um, you know, you're really peaceful. It's like really strange. I've never met someone on their first day of chemo. Who's like so positive and so like at peace. And I was just like, girl, I'm, I've got Jesus. I don't know. Do you know him? Cause he's wonderful. <laughs> and I remember telling her, I was just like, I was praying about it and God told me I'll be fine in two months. And she was like, well, you know, we would hope so, but we, you know, we'll, we'll do a scan at two months and see, we would expect that you'll be okay. Given, you know, where you're at, but first we have to stage you and all these things. Cause they had to restage me. I ended up going from stage one to stage three when they restaged me. And then at the two month, two month mark, I got a scan done and I'll never forget. They didn't tell me, they just sent me the results. I didn't know how to interpret them. I walked into the office. I sat there, I waited. And I always did Bible study when I had chemo. So I had clinic first, then after clinic, which is when I see my doctor, I would walk across the hall and I would get chemo for like five hours. And, um, I always had my Bible with me. I always did Bible study. I always had my journal. And I was always asking all my nurses, everybody who I interacted with, like, how can I pray for you? You want to like, do you know Jesus? You want to hear what I have to say about him? Do you want to see what the word has to say about him? I'll read my Bible to you. And um, I naturally am very conversational. So it was never ill received. You could just tell like, oh, that's like our little Christian, you know, patient over there who like loves Jesus and journals all day. And um, my doctor comes in. She comes in and she's like, how does it feel to be in remission? And I was like, huh? <laughs> what do you mean? And she was like, you're in remission. And that was at the two month mark. And I was like, oh my goodness, I didn't know. And I just like thought about it. And I remembered what the Lord told me. And I was so, I was like shocked, but not shocked. It was that moment when you're like, ooh, you are faithful. Like you, you don't you don't tell lies ever. And I looked at her, I was like, God told me it will be two months. And I told you to write it down. And she's like, I literally have chills. She told me, I was like, do you know Jesus? She's like, I'm spiritual. I'm not like religious. And I was like, I'm not religious either, girl. I just, I'm in a relationship. Okay. Right. right. And she, you know, I, I shared some information with her and I always, you know, prayed for her in private um, but at the end of everything, when everything was said and done, I remained in remission uh, with my newborn going through it with me. We were balled together. <laughs> and throughout the entire time, um, I heard from the Lord more than I ever, ever had. Part of that was that I was in the word more than I ever, ever was. And the peace of the Lord was with me. And I know that that is in large part probably only, I would, I would venture to say only because I was running after Christ and no one else. Mm. And to the point where there were times I took social media breaks, I didn't do anything except take care of the newborn that I had at home. My husband was working 
My family's on the East Coast. My daughter was in daycare. And I would take care of my son, who's a newborn, and I would do Bible study. And I would sleep in between. And that was literally it. And, you know, a lot of things happened, but I, I can count on one hand the number of times that I experienced anxiety. And when I stopped to get into the word, when I stopped to pray, there were two of my friends who went through it with me every single day. One flew out from, from Jersey where I'm from. And she like took care of me on a weekend that I had chemo. Um, but her and my other friend were with me every day in it, WhatsApping, sending messages, sending videos. We voice chatted. We did Bible study every day together. We went through it together. And whenever I felt anxious, they would literally call me on the spot and pray with me and bring my mind and my thoughts my thoughts on my mind back to Christ. And, you know, there were several times that I felt that anxiety and I would just start worshiping. And I tell you, as soon as I started worshiping, this like, this inexplicable joy and peace would come over me. I would, I would be like on a high and, you know, there's a lot of other things that I could get into to, to share how well I know that feeling, but I would, I would really feel that just from worshiping and feeling, you know, being filled with the spirit at that point. Um, and had it not been for my bald head, a lot of people said that they would have never known, known that I was going through chemo because I didn't quote unquote look sick. Um, and I didn't act sick and I, I didn't talk about it because my identity wasn't a, as a cancer patient. My identity is that I'm a Christ follower, you know? So so I share that because number one, having a baby is a lot, right? Like when mm-hmm. you just have a newborn, you're not sleeping. And let me tell, let me tell you, this guy has not been an easy little guy. Um, he had colic and he's just been always very sensitive and fusty. So, you know, he's, he likes to be with me all the time. And, um, and that alone is hard, but then going through chemo and not, you know, going from a, a two, um, income household to one, you know, so sole income from my husband. Um, and then having a, a toddler and all our family on the East coast and all that. And I didn't see all that. I, you know, people in my family used to ask me like, how are you getting through this? I'm like, I don't know what else to tell y'all, except that I, I really know the Lord is in this, you know? And it's like, people want something else. They want to hear that there's this this shake you're drinking or this show you're watching or this coach you have. And it's like the shake and the coach and all of that is Jesus. <laughs> He's yes. all of it, you know? Yes. Wow. So I just love everything that you said, like glory and praise to God for, Man. for all of this, for bringing you through, for bringing you into remission, for, mm-hmm. for having the outside appearance, not even cause somebody to, you know, to, to know, or to think that you were going through chemo at the time. And so many things about what you said just really resonate with me. And like, so number one, I was going to ask you, like, where was your focus during this? But you answered that so clearly in your testimony, like the Lord's hand was evident. You committed everything to him. You leaned into him and his word more than ever. And you had said his peace was with you, inexplicable joy and peace. Mm-hmm. And you rested on the fact that your identity was, I'm a Christ follower. Your identity wasn't, 
I'm a cancer patient. And so to me, your testimony, I'm just like, your focus was on Jesus. Your focus was not on all these other circumstances, right? This ripple effect of like, well, I have cancer. Well, I just had a baby. Well, I just, you know, like, I think we can so easily get caught up and like, just like you had said in your bio, like in the temporal, like what is happening now? What are all these circumstances and focus on the storm and not focus on Jesus and the inexplicable joy and peace that he brings. So, wow. Like even just hearing your testimony, I am encouraged and humbled and it makes me sit in this space of like, nothing is wrong in my life whatsoever, (laughs) you know, like to be able to go through all of that and keep your eyes focused on Jesus is such an example, um, for all of us listening today. But I just think about all the people that you came in contact with all the others who were sitting in those chairs, receiving chemo at the same time as you for your nurses and doctors. And wow, what an example of just God's power through that. They're like, what you have peace. Nobody has peace coming here to get chemo. So wow. 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 I'm just blown away. Yeah, he is good. And that was one thing, you know, I shared this with you the other day when I told people I'm in remission, they're like, wow, God is good. And I don't disagree. I just want to add the caveat that whether I'm in remission or not, he's still good. You know, he didn't give me cancer. He used the cancer for his good because he is good. And, you know, had it not been for the fall, we wouldn't have to go through all these things, but we go through them. And it's not to say that this is like giving an okay to be sinful or to take our eyes off of him. We go through them and he can use it to draw us closer. And I think that's the bigger part of understanding how affliction can benefit us because affliction is going to afflict us whether we want it to or not whether we have our eyes on him or not we you know i'm not unique in that i was experiencing and feeling and being filled with the peace and the joy of the holy spirit we all are invited Mm. to participate in that to receive that these are gifts of the spirit and you can turn to galatians chapter 5 13 to 26 to read that and really understand what that looks like but they're not unique to just one believer they're available to all of us. They're literally gifts. If you're thinking about Christmas and you want to receive some gifts, that's the gift you want to receive, right? Amen, amen. So if that's the case, if you're going through something, these are available to you. The question mm-hmm. is, what are you resisting? What is your mindset focused on that's not allowing you to really receive those gifts from the Holy Spirit? And why is that? Why is it that your trust is not 100% in the creator of the universe? Mm-hmm. Maybe you've been you know, wronged by someone you care about. Maybe your own parent. I know I have. But when we think about the fact that our parents are still humans, that the only perfect person was God who came down as a man himself himself we can remember that god is faithful he is trustworthy above and beyond what we can understand and that's where we want to keep our perspective and that's why these verses are important today because there's a lot of loss happening in this holiday season there's a lot of things happening in these past couple years a lot of reasons for us to say god left me god has forsaken me but he has not And that's so important for us to remind each other of because we're doing this together. And if I got through my season of terrible times, I know that you can get through your season of terrible times, but maybe you need to ask for help. Maybe you need to raise your hand and say, sister, pray with me, do Bible study with me. I feel depressed. Check on me. You know what I mean? 
bring me back to truth. Bring me back to Christ. Bring me back to God's word. Like, yes, mm-hmm. I am just like on fire over here. You are like preaching up a storm and I'm, <laughs> you just have me so excited. I'm like, yes, girl. Yes, yes, yes. That is good always. Uh, it is evident that the spirit of the Lord is on you for sure. And, um, and I'm confident that this has come from this, like just season of plugging into him so deeply. And, and it's why I have come to this place in life where just like Paul says in this verse in, um, second Corinthians that we're looking at today, like these truly they're momentary afflictions. Mm -hmm. And I'm grateful looking back at every single one of them I had in my life, because I would not be who and where I am today without them. Mm -hmm. I would not have my feet. So like firmly planted on and leaning into God in the good times and the bad, if it wasn't for those bad times. And like, I was literally to a place where I was so desperate. I had nothing but him to lean so heavily into him that, that now I know that I need to do that all the time. And so those, those struggles, those tough circumstances, those traumatic moments, those hard times, they were all for my good mm-hmm. to get me to that place of just like humility and reverence. Like I need you God. And I think, I think that's a huge part of a lot of it. So yeah. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much for sharing all of that with us. I might just have to have you come on to the podcast again to share even more because that was <laughs> just like fire. That was fire coming down from heaven, like in the mm-hmm. best way. Um, Erica, if people want to plug in and connect with you and, um, hear more of your story, like where, where can they go find you and be in your circle? Yeah. So a couple things. If you want to hear from me a little more, I have a podcast called her renew strength, the podcast. My company is also her renew strength. I don't even call it my company anymore. So I'm going to take that back. God's company is her renew strength. And the podcast is, um, you know, just the same name. Um, I put out two episodes a week. So first episode is on Tuesdays. You typically get like the life coaching from me. Um, and then on Fridays, every Friday is scripture in some form. Um, I've committed to that. That's just like one of the ways that I've, I've given this to the Lord and that's how he's using me. So if that's where you want to listen, you can find me on Apple iTunes or whatever it's called and all the other places, or you can go to herrenewedstrength.com forward slash podcasts. Um, the other place where I hang out now is in a Facebook group I created to do Bible study with women. It's a free group Bible study. Um, we're actually going to be starting one in January, in the middle of January. Um, and we do one like every other month, every couple months. So it gives you a breather, gives you time to kind of go through your own study, but then also come back and do group study. And, um, and that's at herrenewedstrength.com forward slash community. Um, I, I have actually been fasting from Instagram. I don't know if I'll go back, so I'm not even going to plug the Instagram, but, um, the Facebook group so that we can do Bible study and the podcast so that if you need the life coaching, if you want the life coaching, you know, I show up there in that capacity, but I always, um, dig into scripture on Friday. So, um, it's like, I guess God using me to help y'all get more of the word. And I think that's more important than anything. That's more important than you figuring out what quotes I'm posting, 
figuring out what my kids look like, all the things. God, <laughs> yeah. picture is more important. You know what I yes. mean? I love that. Okay, awesome. Well, I will also include this information in the show notes. So you guys will have easy to click links to connect with Erica, follow her on her podcast, join that Bible study community and um, plug into God through her sharing and through the words that he puts on her heart to, to bring to us each week. Erica, thank you so much for sharing with us today. Any final parting thoughts or anything you'd like to leave us with any takeaways or Yeah. You know, our identity is in Christ. Mm -hmm. And I think if you're wanting to figure out who you are, if you want to reconnect with yourself, uh, reconnect with Christ and you will find it and you will figure it out and it will be so clear. And the good thing is that if you're in the word, when you're in the word, you don't have to think too much about it. It's Mm -hmm. right there for us, you know? Mm -hmm. So Genesis chapter one, verses 26 and 27 we were made in his image and his image we were made and um hold on to that especially if you're if you're in that season where you're not feeling like yourself like you've lost yourself and i know that's that's common in people who are going through something people who are struggling with anxiety or depression um and you're not alone so you got sasha you can have me too and uh, we go through it together you know <laughs> I love it. Um, Two things that are just standing out to me that I really want to just remind you all before we end this episode is Erica reminded us today that we are all invited, just like she has leaned into and plugged into him. um, We are all invited to, to like do life, do eternity with Christ, to plug into his word and in prayer. And, um, and one other thing she had mentioned is worship. And these things are like the antidote to anxiety, to overcoming these circumstances that we are going through in life, worship, prayer, and being in the word. And we're all invited to sit with him in that. So thanks again, Erica. Thank you to everyone jumping on and listening to this podcast today. I appreciate that you're taking the time to, to plug in here and hear what God places on my heart and the heart of all of these beautiful guests that I'm just really honored to have here. So have a blessed day, everyone, and we'll see you on the next episode. Sisters, are you with us in the Intentional Abundance community over on Facebook? It's a space where other moms and other ladies can come together and learn and lean into even more about the same topics that I discuss here on the podcast. It's a great place where you can share what you've taken away from podcast episodes or even ask questions that I can answer here on the podcast. And did you know that on my anchor podcast website, you can actually include a sound bit? Go over to the website click the message button and it will pop up with a window where you can record right from your phone, your iPad, your computer, whatever it is, and ask me a question that I can air here on the podcast and answer for you. I'd love to hear from you, the ones who are already in this space, to know what more would you like me to talk about? I have a whole list of topics and podcasts already pre-recorded, but I want to know what your heart is burning to hear in this space. 
So head on over to the Intentional Abundance community on Facebook or drop me a sound bit so I can answer those questions for you right here.